Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's Friday, October 2nd. I'm Nyla Boodoo. Here's how we're making you smarter today. What Congress isn't doing with the stimulus bill and what they are doing with tech companies. But first, today's one big thing. President Trump and the First Lady have tested positive for the coronavirus. News overnight in the form of a tweet from President Trump that he and the First Lady have tested positive for the coronavirus. Sam Baker is Axios's healthcare editor. Sam, good morning. I imagine there are people who are waking up to this news. Can you tell us what happened overnight? Yeah, Bloomberg broke a story around 8 o'clock that said Hope Hicks, very close advisor to President Trump, had tested positive for the virus. She had traveled with him to the debate and to a rally the next day, raising a lot of questions about whether he might have been exposed to the virus. And then it turns out he was. He tweeted at 1 a.m. this morning, tonight at Flotus and I tested positive for COVID-19. We will begin our quarantine and recovery process immediately. We will get through this together. The White House physician says they are staying in the White House residence and are doing well for now. But obviously, the president's age and also his weight put him at risk for more serious complications. So, Sam, there's so many questions here, but I think the immediate one is just of exposure and who else possibly within the president's circle could be at risk. I'm thinking about the debate. Vice President Biden was in the same room as Donald Trump, but they did socially distance. Obviously, anyone who came into contact with the president or with Hope Hicks, which is a lot of people. And then anyone who came into contact with those people should get tested. We know a lot of people traveled with Trump this week. A lot of his senior staff don't particularly follow social distancing guidelines. A lot of them don't wear masks. And so there's a possibility right now, it's just a possibility of a more widespread outbreak here. What are you looking for next? So the first thing that I think we all will be watching is the president's condition, whether he experiences any symptoms, how severe they are, what kind of treatment he requires, if any, and then the size of the outbreak, how many other people who traveled with him might have been infected. And then I think the third thing that will be on my mind is whether this sort of helps people understand that you can get the coronavirus. If the most protected, you know, shielded man in the United States can get it, you can get it. Sam Baker is Axios's healthcare editor. We'll be back in 15 seconds with last night's House vote on the stimulus bill. Welcome back to Axios Today. Time is running out for Congress to pass a stimulus bill before the November election. Alina Treen covers Congress and the White House for us, and she's here to talk about what's going on with the stimulus plan. Last night, Nyla, the House passed a slimmed-down version of their HEROES Act, their coronavirus relief bill, costing $2.2 trillion. But 
It's not going to pass in the Senate. It's never going to become law. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, who's the one who asked for this vote to be held, knows that it's not going to pass. So that might be confusing to people. Why would you pass a bill if you were in the middle of negotiations? A lot of people, Republicans in particular, see it as a political maneuver. Both sides right now, they want to come to a compromise. The White House wants a deal because they want to inject steroids into the economy before the election. Their biggest thing for reelecting the president is that he could shepherd a strong economy. And so the reason that Democrats move forward with this bill is because they want to go back to their constituents and say, look what we did. Here's a tangible thing to show that they're trying to provide some sort of relief to all of these Americans who are struggling right now. This is their formal offer to put more pressure on Republicans in the White House, show Americans that they're doing their job. Why can't the rest of the lawmakers in the White House do theirs? And of course, Republicans will disagree with that sentiment, but that's the reasoning here. And so it's really a mechanism for ratcheting up pressure to force the other side to the negotiating table. And one of the reasons it's taking them so long to negotiate is because they still can't agree on what should actually be included in the stimulus bill. And this is the problem. I mean, they don't even agree on the price tag of what it should be. They're just so far apart on several key issues that are really the meat and potatoes of getting a deal. And they still haven't agreed to those. And so both sides are skeptical. We saw Nancy Pelosi yesterday say at her press conference. How about this as a stark example of a difference, not just of dollars, but of values? We saw White House Press Secretary Kelly McEnany say. So, you know, first I would say Nancy Pelosi is not being serious. If she becomes serious, then we can have a discussion here. So there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Elena, I think we should talk about the timing of this, right? Because lawmakers are soon going home to their districts until the election. So that's when we say time's running out. Time really is running out. Yes. People are leaving at the end of this week to go back to their districts, to go back to their home states and campaign. And the more time that you wait before the election, the less likely there is going to be a compromise deal. So it really is kind of a ticking time bomb. Elena Treen covers Congress and the White House for Axios. Axios Insider is a sneak peek into the conversations in our newsroom. We were just talking about Congress and the stimulus plan. One issue lawmakers are taking action on is squeezing big tech. Ashley Gold is one of our tech reporters. Hey, Ashley, so how are we seeing Congress move on these companies? What are they doing? Yesterday, they held a subpoena vote in the Senate Commerce Committee to compel testimony from Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, Google's Sundar Pichai, and Twitter's Jack Dorsey to come talk about content moderation and other issues. It's an issue that both Democrats and Republicans agree need to be addressed, but they have different reasons for thinking it needs to be addressed. Democrats think that tech companies don't do enough to take down misinformation and hate speech, and Republicans think that tech companies are biased against them. Is there anything that's likely to come out of this? I know there are a lot of people who are very concerned about particularly social media and the election. On the social media side, you will see them change their rules in response to political pressure. As far as actual legislative moves, we're so close to the election. We're so close to the end of this Congress. It's almost impossible for me to see them getting something together to pass by the end of the year. I mean, I've been covering Congress and tech for a long time, and it's hard enough for them to agree on a bill when there's plenty of days left in the legislative calendar, let alone now. Ashley Gold is a Washington-based tech reporter for Axios. 
We've made it to Friday, and today marks 70 years since the very first Peanuts comic was published. Did you know the name was inspired by the peanut gallery of children on the Howdy Doody show? And though author and illustrator Charles Schultz never liked the name, he drew every cartoon himself until he died in 2000. The comic strip was made into 45 TV specials and won multiple Grammy, Emmy, and Tony Awards. And after this long week, Charlie Brown's pearls of wisdom feel more relatable than ever. I'm sorry. I've been hyperventilating a lot lately. Before we go today, we did want to share a bit of news about Axios. In the coming months, Axios is going to be expanding into local news to get you smarter, faster about your hometown. We're going to be launching in four U.S. cities to start. And for more information about it, you can check out axios.com backslash local. Axios Today is brought to you by Axios and Pushkin Industries. Special thanks to Axios co-founder Mike Allen. We're produced by Carol Wu, Nuria Marquez-Martinez, Carol Schillen, and Naomi Shaven. Sarah Kehilani Gu is our executive editor. Alex Sugiara is our sound engineer. At Pushkin, our executive producers are Lital Malad and Jacob Weisberg. You can write to us at podcasts at axios.com and find me on Twitter at Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and have a great weekend. Hold up. 